0: Building years podcast the with justin alexio justin and, alexio. and jeremiah, watkins. jeremiah watkins new episodes every, wednesday. every welcome wednesday. wednesday welcome to the show what's up guys this is the building years i'm jeremiah watkins ah, i'm justin alexio and uh, we got another good friend on the program this week our good buddy fellow stand-up comedian, and recent paid regular, made paid regular at the Comedy Store, Brian Moses. Welcome to the show, man. Hey! <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's good to be here live in Jeremiah's bedroom. <laughs> I know. Bedroom slash recording studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the magic goes down in here.
0: <laughs> so so many levels of magic <laughs> goes down here. Sex, recording... Uh, just getting ready for the day. Nice sex crying. recording. That sounds like your first album. Sex actually. recording. Yeah. Jeremiah Watkins. Sex recording. Hey, that, that, that's a good album name. <laughs> <laughs> I just
1: feel like that could sell. Would
2: you ever make a sex video?
1: I wouldn't unless it was <laughs> funny, like like me and like the. <laughs> what about that? that? Yeah. yeah, like they girl on TLC, like uh, yeah. my six hundred pound life. Oh. If it was me and her, I'd do it. <laughs>
0: That's how you know a real comedian. Whenever you ask them questions like that, like like terrible question, you're
1: like, "Well, if it was funny, I would do it." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be me and like you know Halle Berry with like Charlize Theron. I mean, that would just that wouldn't be funny. We'd all I don't know what that would be actually. Award-winning, probably. Oh yeah, Award- <laughs> exactly. put you on the map. <laughs> yeah, exactly. First sex video that wins an Oscar. <laughs> That's what breaks me in industry. We saw your sex tape. Great form. The acting was terrible, but we can work with that. <laughs> it was 245
0: minutes. Very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new new feature length. I <laughs> want to thank Cialis. <laughs> uh so what's going on man uh what was uh it's cool i was very happy to 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 see in here that you just got made a uh, a paid regular at the store
1: yeah you you posted on facebook so you, you were very proud like yeah, more man. than uh more than my family so i appreciate that
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I i does your family does did,
1: did they like get like how big that is my mom had to read up on it, so I did tell her about it, and then uh, they didn't understand what it was. They are just like, oh, yeah, are you going to go back to school now? Is that what that means?
0: <laughs> Cause then, I Because like, like, I have tried to explain to my family like what I do every week at the comedy store <laughs> to, try, to try to put in time there, and they're like – Okay, so do you ever get paid? I'm like, no, not really. Uh, I'll get (laughs) paid to host every once in a while, but
1: shower with compliments and you know, (laughs) (laughs) and we love you. Yeah, (laughs) like I like I don't know how to like uh, how
0: to like whenever I. Started being able to call in like avails for like friends and family. That's mm-hmm. like a big deal to me, but they're like, uh, Yeah, okay. <laughs> you get to call little. and tell them you're available. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <Right>. You're <laughs> available,
0: never busy. Yeah, it makes, no, <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense to people who aren't inside comedy at all. They're like, Okay, so now this job that you are about to work you still don't get paid mm-hmm. but you can call them and tell you that you're willing to work for free <laughs> yeah. on these days <laughs> and you're happy about that yeah i'm
1: thrilled this yeah. is huge this is it really is actually yeah, i guess yeah. when you put it in that perspective it's not it does seem
0: crazy yeah but like but inside comedy you're like oh no i've worked so many years for this yeah. how, how long were you working at the store before uh uh you're made a paid regular
1: Uh, let's see here. Four years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I moved to Los Angeles in, it was April Fool's Day, 2010. So the start of a new decade, April Fool's Day, I thought was the perfect time. Perfect. Where are you from? uh, I was in San Diego for six years before that. I was was doing comedy half that time. So three years in San Diego doing comedy and then moved up here uh, in 2010. Uh Uh-huh. And, yeah, it took a solid four years of agony and depression. You know how it goes for all of us. Oh, today. yeah. I'm yeah. never going to get out of this. Yeah, and then, you know, They tell you, hey, you can make $15 every, uh, once a week. Uh, <laughs> You're like, I can? I've earned it. Yeah. <laughs> I've earned that $15 check once a week. So, Did you work at uh, the La Jolla store at I all? I did. I started down there. Yeah.
0: And uh, for people who don't know the, the difference between <laughs> the La Jolla comedy store and the Hollywood comedy store... The La Jolla Comedy Store is like a vacation, like, dream gig. Like, the audiences are super cool, super nice, super fun. And then you come to these Hollywood gigs, like the Hollywood Comedy Store, and you're like, what? How,
1: do, how is it this different? Right. It's insane. And I think even starting down there, because it's such a road club, I mean, I, that's comedy, though. I feel like everywhere else is second tier or third tier, unless you're talking about New York or L.A. It's mm-hmm. all, you know, this is the place to be, or New York's the place to be. Yeah. Um, which is why crowds are much more savvy. You know, they're a little more jaded, I would say, than any crowd, like in San Diego or <laughs> Portland or San Francisco even, or anywhere. Yeah. Um, so down there, it's it's always like you're having the best set of your life. So I, I, don't, I think when you're in San Diego, especially starting out, it's really good for your, your psyche and your self-esteem. It's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be really good. This is good, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm good at comedy. And yeah. then you come up here, you're like, oh, I have no idea what I was doing. <laughs> so it really makes
0: you just start right over. And uh, well, going... Uh to the store over the years, uh, some of the the guys who have I see some of the guys who just come up from La Jolla, mm-hmm. and their first couple of weeks are a little rough at, at the Hollywood store because they're yeah. like <laughs> they're like they come in so happy, <laughs> 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 and then within a week or two they're just like. Hey man, how's, how's it oh, going? <laughs> like, oh, it's already happening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you are, it's already getting good to you because you're realizing how hard and how different it is, dude. I tell
1: you, my first week uh, working at the uh, the Hollywood store, it was Davey Western. If you know Davey, he's a comic. He's got like, cerebral palsy. he's really, really nice guy. Loves being around. Mm-hmm. But when he saw me being happy and like you know being around, he was like, "Get that fucking smile off your face." <laughs> and I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "What are you happy about?" I was like, "Got this new job in Hollywood is it's, it's all working out." He was just like. I'll see you in two months and see how the fuck you're doing <laughs> and do without I'm telling you two months later I was so just depressed and I hated life and I was like, I can't believe I'm here I should move back <laughs> Like everybody was so <laughs>
0: mean <laughs> yeah but it um, all worked out, I guess. was uh whenever you work at the uh, at the comedy store uh is there any kind of hazing process do you feel like whenever you are like a newer employee
1: there is um I got there right there was i get there at a weird time um it was the 40th anniversary of the Comedy Store. There was, uh, there was a changing of the guard between managers and uh, and, and marketing people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the guys that we know now were on the way to, for, to being past, like they pay regulars. Yeah. Like the younger generation, I want to say, who started maybe in 2007, 2006, they were all just kind of graduating into becoming pay regulars. So yeah. that's where I, I was there when Tony Hinchcliffe was uh, was working. I was there when Matt was working. Mm. Uh, Benji was still working. Sandy Danto was working. I was there like within their last months of working there. You yeah. Know? Um. So it was a little different for me just because I was I was coming. I did known all those guys, but I was like I was still the new guy, because I, I just came up. Uh. So the hazing process for me was not going up on you know nights you're supposed to go up like Monday or Sunday. Ugh. So and it was yeah it was in, there a way, was
0: in a way that's worse than just like somebody being a dick to you during the week or throughout the week. Yeah. Like the the one time that you're allowed to go up during the week, they're like. No, I'm the gatekeeper. You're not gonna. You're go not up You're not gonna I... go
1: up, yeah. And then when I did go up, they threw like footballs on stage, things like that. So, was, <laughs> Are you serious? yeah. And you had to catch. If you want to keep going, you had to catch the football. So, Are you
0: serious? yeah.
1: So you're like right to get a punchline. You're just like, oh, I gotta catch this. And then you, yeah, so it was, it was would, fun. Would you address
2: it during your set? Just be like, I gotta catch this.
1: No, it was like it was like UCLA ball. I was like, oh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm an SC guy. You know what oh, I mean? that's hilarious. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm OJ's guy. <laughs>
0: that's awesome so whenever you uh moved to la in 2010 uh you already been doing comedy for a while Mm -hmm. and uh did you just did you have did you kind of feel like you kind of had to start over with the the mics and different stuff because it's such a different scene
1: absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely because you're not getting as much time uh as you are in san diego in san diego um you think there's a lot of comics until you move to los angeles and there's like there's Say there's 100 in San Diego, there's 1,000 in Los Angeles, yeah. right? So it's yeah. so like you're only competing with those 100 guys, and you're getting the most time down there yeah. because um, there's enough time to go around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in Los Angeles, there's not a lot of time to go around. So you have to really, like, there's, it's, three, it's three minutes or it's five minutes or it's three minutes or it's five minutes or it's even less. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in San Diego, it's like seven and up. You're getting seven minutes to 15-minute sets to who knows how long you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so you really have to adjust just from a time perspective, and then you also have to change kind of the way you go about it because there's more comics. So you really have to kind of pander to the comics to, to, to garner their respect. You know, you're yeah. not really going. You're not going before a lot of crowds until you gain their respect. You know, because those are the guys who book all the shows for the most part. Right. So you do have to kind of. I want to not say play K but you really have to kind of. You have to pander to your to, to your peers, man. You have to make you know they have to respect you before you can get on stage anywhere around town, you know. Yeah. So, and that's kind of the way it was, and that's kind of the way you, you want it, you know. You don't want to be like you know this this hack dude who's like I'm never gonna do open mics. Like you want the respect of your peers, because as, as much as comics say like Hey, they're not gonna pay your bills now, nah, but these are the guys who're gonna write about you. You know what I mean? These are the guys are gonna know. talk about you when you're not there. So you you need their respect. You, you want the, you want their approval. You need their respect. That's what I say. Absolutely. so yeah you you do have to change your uh switch your style up a little bit when you move to Los Angeles
0: yeah uh we play uh we play basketball together every once in a while, yeah, and I want to ask you because i like am, I just have no idea uh you you brought Sarah Silverman a couple times to play with us uh what is your like relationship with her are you, do, you guys just like good friends that you've like worked together over the years or i just i just really don't know like
1: uh we met at the comedy store um in November 2010, it was right after that, that Haiti earthquake. Okay. And then we met. And then uh, she was, it wasn't like her first time there, but she was—you know—she had, hadn't been there in a while, so yeah. she didn't know what was going on. Um, And she wanted to go up in the original room. And I don't know if she was too familiar with Tommy, because Tommy's the talent coordinator there. Yeah. Uh, So then somebody who somebody was working the, the door said, hey, can one of you guys who works here show her to the original room or somewhere else? Yeah. I was just like, sure, I'll take her. And I, at the time I had a huge afro. So the first thing I asked her was, "Hey Sarah, I'm supposed to take care of you, uh, but first of all, how's my hair?" <laughs> and then it kind of went from there. We kind of kind of playing around. Yeah. Like somebody even asked her like, "Hey Sarah, we have this food. Did you want this?" And then she was just like, "Oh no, I don't eat that," or something like that. She didn't say it like that, but she was like, "I'm not going to have that I already ate." Right. And they said, "Well, do you want to serve?" I was like, "No, no, I'm just going to eat Sarah Silverman." And so then, <laughs> and that was, and she thought it was funny, so she was like, all right, we're going to hang out." So then we were hung, hanging out. She went up and did her spot in the OR. Yeah. And then she had stayed all night. And we just kept talking about like, oh, where, where you live? Uh, how often do you write? Yada yada yada. And we just kind of hit it off. You know what I mean? Yeah. To a point where we just started hanging out a lot after that. So I've known her since like yeah, late 2010.
0: That's cool. Do you do you write with her occasionally? Run by
1: jokes? That, that took a, that took a while. I mean, because you know she doesn't know who I was. But oh, yeah, of course. It took about I saw two or three years to like just to get to the point where we're going back and forth like each other's jokes. That's now listen, cool. I don't write for her. Like she's amazing, by the way. Anybody right. who thinks that. People write for Sarah Silverman. They're they're sorely mistaken. That chick writes all her own all of all of her own jokes, and she's really good at it. So, but yeah, she's she's good with tags, and she, yeah, she likes writing for other people. She's really good at it. Nice. Yeah.
0: Do you have any other stories of like uh like cool run-ins at the store of working there, like uh, uh, g- comedians uh, or celebrities or anything, where you're like uh, this person was cool to me, or just seeing them go up was like a cool
1: experience. A number of them, man, like yeah. I guess it all becomes so surreal because when you work there you you, you do become JD you're just like yeah. I hate everything and I've seen everything. But you do get that, that glimmer sometimes of like a Dave Chappelle comes in at like three in the morning. You know, mm-hmm. there's only eight of us there. Right. We're just closing up and then he's he still goes up. You know what I mean? In front of like eight employees. So it was, yeah, it was that was cool in time. Uh every, anytime you can see Chris Rock just work out, I feel like that's always a privilege. Uh because he's such a a technical dude when, he, when he's, you know, working stuff out. Right. You know, and he's he's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and then I met Dr. Dre one time, which was kind <laughs> of <really> cool. <laughs> Tell us about that. yeah I love Dre. Dr. Dre. <laughs> so Dr. Dre, he comes in, and um, it's during, it's right before Rick Ingram goes up, so he comes in there having a good time, we let him in, and then uh, Rick Ingram, I've never seen the guy get heckled, ever. Now, Rick Ingram, if you don't know him, he does, he's a really good crowd work comic, almost like a, a new version of Don Rickles, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh so he's doing his thing, he never gets rattled, and then Dr. Dre starts heckling him. <laughs> and then Dr. Dre's girl, and they're going <laughs> back and forth. And Rick doesn't want to say anything bad about him because he loves Dr. Dre. And, right. and plus, like if you've seen Dre lately, he's like 250 he's, he's freaking like, ass. Yeah, he's, he's kicked your ass. yeah, exactly. So, like, so Rick didn't know. He's like, I don't want to talk trash about Dr. Dre. I also want to get my ass about Dr. Dre. So he's right. just like he's just letting the guy just berate him and just going off. So Rick had like one of the worst I've ever seen him have. Even though he didn't try to, it was only because he was so in awe of his idol, you know, who made some great music you know, when he was growing up. So then after uh, Rick gets off, Dre Dre and all his posse leave. And then uh, I asked Dre, I'm like, hey, when's Detox coming out? And he he looks at me, starts smiling, he comes down, he says something, like kind of mumbles it. And I was like, all right. And I I still to this day don't know what he said. He could have told me the date. He could have told me everything. He could have told me the holy grail. Like, this is what's happening. This is the meaning of life. You should know this. All right, later, nigga. You know what I mean? He just <laughs> walks out. But yeah, those are great. Dennis Rodman was crazy. He came in one time just drunk uh, and wouldn't shut the fuck up, so he'd like, kick him out, which is hard because he's so big and he's just... That's he knows he's big. Player. Yeah, Dennis Rodman. Yeah. So sure. those are yeah, fun times. Quentin Tarantino's been in there a couple of times. He was cool. Uh, Demi Moore was in there once or twice, watching did, some did terrible pe- comedy show. Did, but, did, uh,
0: did people recognize... Uh, Me? No. <laughs> <it? laughs> yeah. Did she recognize you? Yeah.
1: Uh, did, was she
0: recognized in the audience? Because I feel like sometimes celebrities will come into the store late night. Mm-hmm. And then some of the comedians, I've seen them repeatedly call them out. Like especially David Taylor. Oh, he loves it. David Taylor does not care no. at all. And mm-hmm. he'll just start making fun of them and their careers yeah. and different stuff. And they're like, well, who are you? He's like, it doesn't matter who I am. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he's right. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause laughs> he's like, you don't
1: know who I am? It doesn't matter. We all know who you are. Yeah, we all now let's talk about are. it. Yeah, uh, yeah, some guys do that a lot. Um, so it's it's usually better not to tell the comics who's in the crowd. Oh yeah, yeah. Totally. Or David will find out and then he'll yeah rip uh, them a new one and they'll be like I'll never come to this place again. So. Yeah,
0: I uh, I knew that I was starting to get jaded a little bit with with the store when this happened only like a uh, a month or so ago. Chris Rock came in mm-hmm. and I was supposed to go up later and I was like kind of mad that I I knew that I was going to go up way later because Chris Rock was (laughs) coming and I was just like... (laughs) man why is he coming (laughs) and i like had to catch myself i'm like it's chris rock what are you doing like what are you what are you thinking like this is
1: this is like a gift for you to watch yeah but you're going all week to get up though you know what i mean so i totally get where you're coming from with that because i've done that too i'm just like fucking dave Chappelle's gonna take a whole hour away from (laughs) it and it's like people you know people in the crowd never get to see him you know i remember when i was that guy like oh chris dave Chappelle's here i can't wait to see him go three hours you know and now you're like He's gonna do three hours fucking I, I know if I can get this 15 minutes I want to work on. If I even get 15, I'll get three minutes to work on, yeah. it, you know. So I remember
0: uh Tony uh, uh Louis CK popped in one night, and so I got bumped by Louis C K and Tony goes, You're next. <laughs> and then uh, I had to follow Louis C. K. Oh, and, it, and Louis ends up crushing it, and he only does he does like eh, he probably does like 20, 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm supposed to go up and do like a three to five minute spot mm-hmm. after that. And uh, Tony is so funny. The way he took the stage, he's like, "Louis CK, everybody, all right, your next meeting. <laughs> 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 Like No buffer time yeah. at all. And then I went up, <laughs> and then had one of the hardest sets. I just had to work the entire time. I just addressed it and then just did material to try to. But people were like, on their phones and stuff. They were like, oh, just a Lucy (laughs) K. I don't know this guy. guy? By the very end, I got like a few laughs. And like all the veteran comics in the back, like after I got off, they are like,
2: you did exactly what you were supposed (laughs) to.
0: You addressed it and then you did your set. You didn't make it the big deal at all. How am I supposed to follow follow that? Like that, (laughs) Like that whole thing. Uh, have you had to follow any like crazy
1: people uh, uh, working at the store? Um, the toughest guy I followed. Uh, the toughest guy I followed was Chris D'Elia. Uh I've been I've had a chance to follow Louis C.K. or Chris Rock, um, but yeah, Chris D'Elia. There was one time it was Dean Del Rey's birthday. Okay. Uh, and he had everybody there. It's like Fred Durst, Cuba Good Jr., everybody, <laughs> all the everybody's, you know, all, yeah. yeah, all the all the big a was back in 2002. Uh, <laughs> Cuba and Fred Durst. Uh, so Chris is there. He's supposed to go. He's supposed to headline. And then uh, I had said something to Chris because I was so excited for like, I was going up. I was like, I'm going up. Is yeah, it's sold out show. You know, Dean's letting me go up. I'm excited. And then uh, I'd said something smart to Chris like. Uh, I hope you do well or some some stupid. I said to him. Yeah, he was just like, "When are you going up?" I was like, "I think I'm up too." He's like, "All right, cool. I'm going before you." Wait, what? I was like, "Just to mess with you, uh, just to fuck with you." Because you, yeah, because I was talking shit line? to him. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so then uh, he and he made it a note to fucking do all of his a material and just really just sell it. And then he does it, and he's he like it's like standing ovation. <laughs> Drops drop the mic, <laughs> right? And then it's me. <laughs> and at the time, I had like I put like some weird perm in my hair, so I was like, I was like, it, it was funny because I could talk about it as like an opener I had at the time. I was like, oh, look at this terrible haircut I have. Yeah. And then it just. It was just like like Lucy Kate hey, thing yeah. push on their phones, not paying attention. Yeah, people don't After care. Chris gets off and just fucking, everybody's just like, yes, throwing panties, fucking just like <laughs> congratulate, <laughs> dumping beer on him, you know what I mean? Just like this guy's the best, you know? And I get on stage and I don't know what to do. because I'm right. just like, I go right into my first thing, it doesn't hit I'm like, and I can hear the, the the murmurs getting louder, and then the talking <laughs> yeah, gets louder. The then it's like conversations, and I'm like, awesome. And then Fred Durst just told a buddy of mine, and he was like, Oh, dude, you were great, dude. I've never seen you before. That was great stuff. You did like right before you know my buddy goes up, and then I get off and he just, he looks right at me and it's just like <laughs> and like first oh. day, Fred Durst was shaking his head at me. I was just like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> yeah. I felt so bad. And then D'Elia saw it and started smiling. I'm just like, all right, dude, I'll never fuck with you again. <laughs> wow. Dang, dude. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about this because uh, this has been um,
0: uh, the Comedy Rose Battle, dude, has been getting a lot of hype uh around town. And uh, uh, I feel like it's been getting good buzz for, uh, for you and bro battle tonight. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, how, how did the, uh, how did that come about? Like, what was the origin uh, of
1: that show and, and kind of describe okay. it to people who don't yeah, know what yeah. it is? Uh, what the roast battle is it's a competition between two stand-up comics and they're battling uh, you know, with their wits and they're insulting each other. Um, like a boxing match almost. you get three rounds. Uh, the first round they go back and forth, tip or mm-hmm. test off for about a minute. Uh, The second round, they get 30 seconds apiece to just spit as many jokes as they can about each other. And then the last round goes back to tit for tat. Uh, And the origin is, it was two comics, uh, one named Josh Martin, who's an employee of the comedy store. The other one named Kenny Lyon, who's not an employee. Uh, But it was this open mic that I was running for a little bit. And these two kids didn't like each other. The reason was, Kenny was underage at the time. He wasn't supposed to be in there. Yeah, Josh had called him and said, hey, you're not supposed to be in here. And Kenny said, I turned 21 on, on Wednesday. When I turn 21, I'm going to come back here and whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so then we were like... So I said, I was like, hey... You guys should slab box. <laughs> but then I was like, wait a minute. There's cameras in here. I just got this room back. Yeah. I can't have you guys fight each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, how about this? You guys just like, we'll have you guys come back next Tuesday, and you'll just like talk shit about each other, right? Yeah. And we'll do it like for three rounds, like a boxing match. So then they came back the next week. We're about to set it up. And then uh, my buddy Rel was like, uh, you know what? They get one nigger piece." So like it was like a, almost like a lifeline they had you know what I mean, <laughs> and so then yeah from there on it was like uh, we do it every week, and then uh, it was just it was more like a segment for you know it was it was the roast battle but then Rel was just he was just so funny just like being a heckler and just like you know talking trash about the the guys on the stage yeah it was like we gotta get you more involved so then we kind of made him like a, a one judge it was like what do you think Rel I was like well this is what I think and then we had the crowd just vote on who won, and so then. uh <laughs> we just kept doing it, kept doing it. it, kept growing and kept growing. So we kept like looking for ways to like incorporate Rel, yeah. and then he had the idea of like, why don't we get like you know two more judges? And then I was like, I don't know, man, it takes away the crowd, you know, you know it takes away the crowd interaction because they're the judge. And He's like, just trust me, it'll work. So then, yeah, he, we had two more judges who happened to be Tony Hinchcliffe and David Taylor, mm-hmm. along with Rel Battle, and then yeah, now we got three judges. We got the two roasters, and now it's at Fever Pitch. It's a lot of fun.
0: And uh, your most recent show, let's talk about that because you had some pretty cool freaking names on uh, that show for, yeah. for for your your judges. You had uh, Jeremiah
1: uh, Watkins, <laughs> <and> <laughs> Justin <laughs> know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? the biggest names in Hollywood.
0: <laughs> no, you had uh, you had Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, did uh and then uh David Tell, he was kinda like guesting, right? Yeah, In we it? had
1: Sarah Silverman, but then uh she had to she had a five AM call time for uh this scene she was on for Masters of Sex. So mm-hmm. Uh we got David Tell to replace her, which that's was pretty <laughs> good. That's pretty dope. So yeah, we had David Tell and Bill Burr, Jeff Ross, all in one bill. Now if you know the comedy Central Roast, that's never happened on the Roast before. But yeah. it's happened on the Roast Battle now. So it's yeah. it was it was cool, man. It was uh it was a big deal for us. It was a big deal for me for the I think the comics in the audience. Because the most part we're all in our building years. you know what I mean? Of so course. it was a lot of fun to see. Uh, and it was a lot of fun that that show was incredible
0: yeah and uh dude uh i'm i'm really hoping uh for you that you know cuz there were some you know there's some big wigs at that show uh, i'm hoping that uh, <laughs> na- a network uh there was some, uh, if you don't if you don't mind me saying, there was some people from some Comedy Central, some people from, what, FX? There
1: was um, a lot of, yeah, there was a lot of network uh, there figureheads NBC, there.
0: NBC, there, yeah, there's a lot of figureheads, so I'm, I'm really hoping uh, that it'll freaking go to a network. We're hoping so, that too. Be... I mean,
1: we're just hoping we're not too wacky, <laughs> to, right, uh, right we didn't turn anybody off, but yeah, we're hoping it all works out, man. It's um it's a lot of fun to do. I mean, we don't do it for TV, so I mean, yeah. it just happened that they, they wanted to come and see it, so the fact that everybody showed up and supported and it was like everybody went fucking bonkers that night. Yeah. It, it was a lot of fun, man. So we're, thank you guys for showing up. Uh, and, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. And we uh, we have the, the DJ uh,
0: from your show here. Coach T. You want to say what's up, Coach T?
2: Uh, what's going on? Thank you for uh, having me here. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> so Anticlimactic <that's> entrance <laughs> in there. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the most chill <laughs> DJ. Hey, man.
0: What's, what's good, dude? Yeah. Uh, so how long have you, you known uh, Moses? Me and Moses go back to junior high. Oh, really?
2: Or, I'm not junior high, but uh, high school. High school. We actually had uh, uh, we had Spanish together. We had Spanish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys still know Spanish? I I do. Un poquito. Do. <laughs> <laughs> Un poquito I know Spanish because because uh, I worked at McDonald's, but not. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh.
0: <laughs> That's the best class there is. <laughs> That's the best Spanish class. <laughs> just get a job at McDonald's <laughs> and you're freaking set.
2: Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> um, but yeah, me and Moses go back. Uh, kind of a long time. Um, I was uh, I I spent my life going to school to be a teacher, and I was always a musician. Mm-hmm. I was always a DJ, and then I taught for just enough, long enough to go like this is some really stupid shit. And then uh, I moved back here, and then uh, Moses was like, "You could be a DJ," and I've been loving it ever since. It's a really good show. It's a really good energy, and it's a great place. Great, where, exactly where I want to be. So I'm loving it.
0: Nice. Do you wanna okay. Do you wanna plug anything before we give the mic back to Moses? I got nothing, man. Keep coming. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Keep coming to
2: the roast. I mean, <laughs> that's where the party's at. Okay. Cool.
0: <laughs> Thanks, coach. Yeah, man. Uh, So, Justin, you want to do your segment? Yeah, we're here. It's the Hollywood Bitch Slap. (laughs) (laughs) Now you got to explain it after you did did your own sound effects. (laughs) DJ,
1: we actually have a, a setlist <laughs> from here, but Justin
0: said no, no, no. Yeah, he's like, I, I won't leave it to the professional DJ. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's just that at time, anytime Hollywood has bitch slapped you, the uh, industry, a show, any kind of bad times in Hollywood that you've yeah. had to endure.
1: Uh, jeez. there's so many, Justin. Um, <laughs> 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 what's what's really a uh, one definitive one? Uh we'll say. Shoot, man, you really got me in the spot with that one. Because I'm really trying to have a definitive
0: you, one. Usually, whenever uh, we're on it, we, we we pre-game the guest with...
1: Them. <laughs> yeah. 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 You came play. in. Cool. It was a flurry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I apologize. I got here late. I'm on that, uh, you know, ATBA oh. stereotype. <laughs> <Not> at <all. laughs> You're on time, man. <laughs> it was two minutes late, everybody, right? <laughs> they... <laughs>
0: Uh, uh yeah, it could be it could be a specific life. like it could be a really bad bombing story. It could be something that that if somebody's ever like backstabbed you or anything for whatever reason. I don't I know, know if you it, want to tell it, that on a podcast. The, yeah, I don't want to do that uh, yet. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I got
1: to really make it yeah. then I can tell my story. I'll come back story. for the formative years. <laughs> 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 After these building years. Uh I'll tell this story. I, I guess I my my worst uh my worst place I performed. Um Okay. It was in San Diego. It was after the wildfires of 2007 in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Now, in Southern California, there's a thing called the Santa Ana winds, and they always seem to just dust up uh, a lot of brush and a lot of hot wind and uh, and dry wood or dry anything uh, catches on fire. So every like year or two or three years um, – the whole like Southern California <laughs> it just it just burns. So there's always like evacuations. This one in particular, in two thousand seven, was huge because it, it evacuated a lot of uh, a lot of the San Diego population. Um, so much so that they all had to go to Qualcomm Stadium. Wow. So this is like this is like my, my first year doing stand up. Um, and when you hear like they said, hey, there's a bunch of refugees now at Qualcomm Stadium. Let's go. Let's go make them happy. Let's go entertain them. Oh, and so man. so uh, this one guy who was a producer, his name was Fat Jew. I'm not making this up. His what name, a name. His name was Fadju. He had Fadju <laughs> Fat Joe He Fat Joe production. Fat Joe was big at this time. Yeah. And he's like, hey, man, yeah. I'm, I'm Jewish. <laughs> I'm Jewish. Let's yeah. just make this a thing. Leanback was a big deal. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was just riding on those coattails. Uh, and yeah, this is actually, this is post-Katrina, but this is 07. So this is all San Diego. And it was like they kept making it like it was Katrina. So yeah. they all had to, like, go to this thing. People were fucking desolate. They hated being there. And then we get to this thing, and they, they invited like all the uh, the hot comics to San Diego at the time, <laughs> and we're on like our first nine months of doing comedy. By the way, <laughs> these are the <laughs> best comedians <laughs> yeah. in the country yeah.
0: of San Diego.
1: And so like, yeah, especially like you're starting out, you're like, oh yeah, we're gonna, you're gonna play Qualcomm Stadium? I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah of <laughs> course, yeah, bro. I know I made it. You know what okay. I mean? I knew <laughs> I chose the right thing. Fuck you, mom and dad. Uh, so then. <laughs> We get there and like they put us on this soapbox, like not even where the refugees are. They're over here. Like I don't know, they were on the other side of the stadium. We're not even inside. We're outside of the stadium. Maybe I saw fifty feet outside the stadium, like with all the uh, with all the workers, like all the volunteers, like that. So we're basically performing for them, and they don't even care about us. So we're on the soapbox <laughs> in front of nobody, and there's nothing but kids walking by. You know what I mean? And your first nine months, the last thing you're trying to do is be clean. You know, so you're <laughs> trying. It's just. It was the worst thing ever. It was like I'm, I'm performing. There's no mic. I'm on the soapbox. <laughs> oh, there's no, they didn't there's provide no there a mic. There was nothing happening. <laughs> in this. It was the worst. It was the worst performance. I, it was so hard because you're like you're trying to get attention. People, <laughs> people don't want to be there. I mean, literally, we're, we're by the bathroom. Actually, we're like, and not like you know. <laughs> it was so bad, dude. People are like, I gotta survive. Yeah. I can't worry about this comedy yeah, show. Yeah, you're just like, what do you doing? Like, people are like, what are you doing? We don't have a home right now. What do you think this is gonna do for us? <laughs> There's kids walking by. That's not funny. Uh, I haven't even said anything yet. You know? And the guy with the best set was this street magician. He was killing it, of course, because he, he knew how to work it. the streets. Absolutely, yeah. He's just making balloon animals. How much time did you end up doing? They wanted to do like 25 each. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, great. The headliner does like two hours. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So yeah. That's pretty good, man. Yeah. Got my lawyer. Got my agent that night. So it was uh, <laughs> actually worked out. Hey, <laughs> you can say you performed in in stadiums. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah. He does. Performed outside the Qualcomm Stadium. Yeah. By day. the bathroom yeah. <laughs> 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 So yeah, was uh yeah. I me- I'll always remember that one.
0: That's great. Uh, well, dude, we've had a great time having you on the show. Do you want to uh, plug your Twitter, any websites, uh, the roast battle? Let I'll people plug know about this.
1: That? Uh, Jeremiah Watkins is hosting the potluck tonight. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know you guys are going to hear it because this is Wednesday. I guess, so but, last, yeah, last. Yeah. So last <laughs> night. Hope you <laughs> went. But, uh, yeah, Jeremiah Watkins is one of the funniest uh, comics. someone to say up One of the funniest comics. If you've never seen him. Please check him out. Uh, check his Twitter. It's at... Jeremiah <laughs> Stand Jeremiah Stand
0: Up. Jeremiah Stand
1: Up. Uh, you can also email him at... <laughs> I am not releasing it. Okay. All right. Uh, but he's one of my favorites. I, I, it's a privilege for me to be on here. I'm, I'm honored you asked me. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, we're, every Tuesday in the Belly Room, we're in the... We're in the room doing this thing called the roast Battle. Uh, you can catch me, Coach T, uh, Jeremiah, and Justin Lexico just hanging out. So come see it.
0: Awesome. Love you, Moses. Thanks so much for coming yeah, on. the show. I love
1: you.